Mom. Mom. Mother. Mom. 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 Welcome to Point of Dew. remember i don't know if this was an episode one or very early episode when we talked about doing our hair for an audio medium well today we both got haircuts before this so today is that day <laughs> we're ready today is that day we look good we got new haircuts you're dressed for work i am <laughs> like i'm going to a funeral really i'm in all black <laughs> how are you it is how a funeral it is a funeral for funeral the lack for of sleep what? i got last night um I'm feeling good. I, a lot has happened. So I just want to preface this. Um, we recorded earlier in the day a different episode. And since then, I have put a down payment on a car. I have gotten bit by a tick and I have gotten my haircut. So in all in the span of like three hours. So you got welcome bit by back. a tick? I knew about yeah. all of that except for the tick. Yeah. Were you going to watch it closely? What happened? No, I don't even know what happened, honestly. I was... I was, I didn't pick up my dog. I don't know what happened. I went to shower because I had hair all over me. As I don't know if that happens to you when you get a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did you know? Because I saw it I, on me. You saw it on you, and you saw yeah. the bite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ticks freak me out because they're like little parasitic bugs that just want to get in your skin i don't know that's gross oh, thank I'm you for that. that i'm sorry, um, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that <laughs> um all right how are you i'm doing well i'm excited about this episode i took a power nap in between the previous episode recording and this one so i i'm ready to go it's a special episode it's the mother's day episode that we've kind of had an idea that we were going to do this for a while but it's actually happening now happening now so i'm really excited about this I am excited to introduce my mom to the show. You already kind of know her. She has been on about half of the episodes, um, but this time she is invited. Um, she is probably my favorite human on the planet, coming in right before Lady Gaga. Um, and what? She thought she's you were looking say at me afterwards. weird. She's no. <laughs> yeah, she did. I'm looking at her face right now. <laughs> um, yeah, she's one of my favorite people ever. Definitely my biggest supporter she's in the top five uh no i'm kidding she's my biggest supporter and i'm very excited to welcome her to the podcast so this is my mom camille hi everyone yay are you already welcome crying? no but i did get a little misty eyed she definitely did i had to keep it funny too <laughs> take it away justin i also i also realized i don't know if like am i calling you camille am i calling you mrs gervasian because <laughs> i don't you know can pick this type i, I think don't... he was asking me oh my bad <laughs> You can call me whatever you're comfortable with calling me. Camille okay. or Mrs. Gervasi, whatever you'd like. 
I say Mrs. Do, so it's okay. We, okay, well, we'll whatever figure it out. Whatever, we'll, yeah, fun. whatever. Okay, sounds good. My mom, my mom has gotten so many different shout outs on this podcast. Um, I've played tennis with you, I've played uh, pickleball with you. Um, we've, I mean, Nick, you and I are the reasons that both of our moms are moms, right? We're, just, we're our family's firstborns, our parents' firstborns. Um, this is true. You're the one of the like, biggest. You are my biggest supporter. You always will be. You're, you know, your mama bear when you need to be, and um, you know, you've encouraged and supported uh, Nick and I in this podcast adventure. And so it was only it only seemed right to have you on this Mother's Day episode, of course, because you're my mother and my biggest supporter. So please welcome my mom, Lisa Do. Hi everyone. That was Woo! a great question. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think so because that was completely off the cuff. And I was going like, to say, I was going to say, I was also like having anxiety. I was like, wait, we didn't plan these, Justin. I, I hope you did. did. But it makes me feel better that you also didn't plan yours because no, I was I like, didn't. oh, he planned something. No, um, absolutely not. Awesome. But welcome well, to the podcast. For sure. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having me. This is exciting. <laughs> I feel like we should get into right into the first question, which Mrs. Gervasi. I'm sure you know what the question is. Mom, I'm going to ask you first because I asked you earlier if you had an answer or you knew. And you said you've told me and I regret to say that I forgot what you've said. But <laughs> if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be and oh. why? Okay. First of all, very disappointed that you don't remember. <laughs> so because sorry. we talked about this. I'm so sorry. I feel so much pressure for this episode, Nick. I don't no. know. I do too. My mom. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> so if I were a fruit... I would be a grape. Do you remember now? Yes. Okay. I feel like I remember. So I would be a grape because they travel in bunches. And I love to be around people. And so a bunch of people just makes me so, so, so happy. And Justin, you know that. But also, I would be a grape because, unfortunately, when I'm concentrating or not smiling, sometimes it might come across with an RBF, for those of you who know that. (laughs) Maybe a not so pleasant look, which I do not mean. So I might appear like sour grapes, but I'm not. But then when you taste a grape that looks like a sour grape, and it's pleasantly sweet, you you say, "Oh my gosh, I'm sorry that I judged that grape." And so I might feel people might do that to me. (laughs) But I try to smile so I don't have that look on my face too often. What a great, what a great answer. I feel like that's that. Is definitely in the running for most philosophical, I would say. That, that yeah, for good. sure. <laughs> and we had never had a grape before. We are doing so well this year with having new fruits. New fruits. <laughs> episode. They're really growing. What can Nick, we say? Nick, we're really we're running a, a vineyard. Bunch. We. <laughs> what can I say? You you really know it. Um, okay, you know so that, my yeah. extroversion from just a little bit. A bunch yeah, I was I was gonna happy. comment. <laughs> yeah. I was going to comment and say that, like, Justin, you also love big groups and get your energy from them. So, um, yeah, I definitely noticed that parallel. Mom, what fruit would you be if you wanted, if you were a fruit? I'm never going to be able to top Lisa's answer. Let me just say that. (laughs) Of course you Um, (laughs) We try, I try not, I, like, purposely didn't ask you beforehand, because most of the guests don't have, I mean, unless they're I'm so sorry, I I broke protocol. (laughs) No, you're good, because most of the guests have heard that question before, so... Um, I'm just going to go with watermelon. I feel like it's a summer fruit and people seem lighter and happier in the summer. 
at like maybe a picnic or a um like a family gathering outside so i'm gonna go with watermelon mm. short and sweet i like that like mother like daughter huh Oh yeah, Jordan's a watermelon. Is she really? Yeah, she answered I didn't that. Know that. On episode what are you? Three. Um, well, I I am well, a charity because that's I'm, a complicated question. Yeah, because <laughs> I have a pit. I have like I'm a good person, but I like that it's like nothing's black, nothing's 100 percent good or bad or you know very philosophical, very OCD recovery, and also looking for my other half. There's two cherries. Oh, look at you! What can I what can I say? <laughs> um, he, he he auditioned a couple of other fruits beforehand. Yes, I did. It didn't feel like right. <laughs> yes. What was and your first you one proud? again? Um, I was a coconut. No, I was a. I was yeah. I was a coconut. Then I was an av- for no reason other than I liked coconuts. Um, then I was an avocado, and now I'm a cherry. And you should be very proud because you're really, in the true sense of the word, I'm gonna make a joke at my own expense. You really bore fruit literally. <laughs> oh my god. Um. No worries. Absolutely no We've worries. We've come such a long way. Um, all right, so let's <laughs> let's open this up right away. We're already off to the races. Um, and my hip is asleep because we're sitting, you know, we're trying to <laughs> share the... Because we're on the yeah, floor and we're sharing the... Poor mom. mom. Yeah. Thanks a lot, I know. Well, oh, well, you have the pillow to sit on Make if you sure want to. Make sure dad doesn't fall asleep. He's going to have to help me get up. Oh, yeah, no, I said that. We're like, and then we're going to call in my dad to pick her up off the floor. Um, should we Should we get into the questions? Yes, let's get into it. All right. So, as I mentioned in my introduction, Nick and I, and we're also going to get into not necessarily sibling dynamics, but like oldest versus youngest dynamics, and because I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on if me, Nick, and your other kids, you know, fall into that. But as I mentioned in my introduction, Nick and I are the oldest in our families, and so. We were just curious if you could share, Mom, we'll start with you. How did it feel when you first realized that you were going to to be a mom for the first time? So I guess I'll assume that's when you find out when you're pregnant. And <laughs> that's what the I'm light thinking. questions. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, the light questions. The light questions. So I'm nervous because it would be all new to me. Uh, hoping that you came with a manual so I would know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> and really excited. Because this would be, you know, part of my life's plan, you know, to go to college, get married, have a baby. So all of these things are coming true. So very excited. I love that. What about you, Mrs. Gervasi? What would you say? Um, I would say because Dad and I had tried for so long that um, I was thrilled but petrified at the same time. Um, and... You know, I look back and I think before dad and I were even married, I had said to him, we're going to have a boy and a girl and their names are Nick and Jordan. And then after Nick was born, I was like, how shallow, like I should have been praying for just a healthy baby. Like, (laughs) um, can we just end the episode here? I didn't need to know that my parents were trying for so long on live. You literally just said... <laughs> for the first time you found that. Yeah, out. yeah. I didn't need to know that. Um, yeah. That's really sweet though. That in your in your head you'd always thought you know your family would consist of a boy and a girl, and you had Nick and and Jordan. A, a follow up question, and I'll ask you too afterwards. But where did those names come from? I'm I'm curious. Was there someone that you knew named Nicholas or someone you knew named Jordan that you liked those names? Or yeah, not at all. I've always loved the name Nicholas. 
Mm-hmm. And when I was pregnant with Jordan, because the pregnancies were so similar, I swore up and down she was a boy. And I was like, great, we don't have a name for a boy. Because I had never heard Jordan for a, for a boy's name. Um, and we didn't find out the sex of the babies before you know they were born. So I've always loved those names. I can't even, uh, maybe 13 years old, like I was oh, like, wow. oh, I love, yeah. How'd you come up with our names, Mom? Well, our last name is Dew, so it's a little tricky. You have to be very <laughs> careful what the first name is. <laughs> definitely, we knew it had to be two syllables. But I have to say to Camille, I'm very impressed that you had these names and you kept with them because I probably had names when I was younger. I know when Derek and I got married, we had names, and they were changing all the time. And <laughs> luckily, we I think we came in with three boy names and three girl names. And then after I had the baby, it was kind of like, well, you name, you name them. So we, we couldn't come up with, narrow it down. But I always loved the name Justin, and I thought it flowed very nicely with do. And it the does. biggest thing I wanted was the middle name was important to me because I come from a family of three girls, and so my last name was ending with me because I was the youngest in my family. So when I got married and changed my name, my last name ended. And that was really important to me that Justin, whatever boy or girl, was going to have that Martins as their middle name. Oh, that's. And I've really... threatened my children as Mama Bear <laughs> that someone needs to continue this legacy of naming their child in their middle name anyway. Dear future wife, one of her children. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um. I love the mama bear. Like, I say that You all say the that, time. too. Um, I just want to say this is my favorite episode. For, I say this on every single episode, but this is my favorite episode to record so far. This is so interesting. <laughs> you, like, you like the family dynamics because you said that. I, I mean, do. The, the sister episode was the third episode we recorded, but you said that, too. You were excited about listening to the family dynamics. And- I really am. Um, so the next question is, how is the role, and either of you can answer this first if you want, how has the role of mother changed as your kids grew up? I'll let you go first, Lisa, if you want. Or if, oh, dear. I don't know if I've You're talking answer. to me about this a lot all the time, like how the role, oh. how your role has changed yeah. so, so well, much. Well, I definitely agree with that. And I've actually read something that says that I was fortunate enough uh, once I had my second one to stay home with my kids and be a stay-at-home mom. And I say that when there's something I read that says, when you stay home and your kids are toddlers, you're staying home for you. When you stay home and your kids are teenagers, you're staying home for them. Because <laughs> they need the guidance. So true. So, so I thought true. that was very interesting. But I have said to, to Justin, I think on numerous occasions, that although every phase has brought its joyous moments and its challenging moments, you know, when they're younger, you're, I think, physically exhausted. When they're, I would say, teenagers, you're emotionally exhausted. <laughs> but I think now that my youngest is 18 and the other two in their 20s that I feel like I've moved more from parenting to guiding Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying this role a little more I'm hoping the foundation is set (laughs) pretty nicely and now just guiding and that seems a little bit easier and less stressful for me (laughs) how about you Camille yeah I 100% agree with that when they were younger I was a very strong disciplinarian um and now i feel like that nick and jordan both come to me for advice 
like genuine advice um and i feel like my role has eased up in the way that i'm not telling them what to do i'm offering what i would do in certain situations when they come to me and say mom what would you do here and more than anything i value our relationships um i think i tried to keep even when i was being the disciplinarian and they flat out hated me um well you know what i mean like in your teenage years when you know i just made a face that's what she's referring to <laughs> um <laughs> um you made me lose my train of thought hey that's my bad you made me lose my circulation in my right leg oh. <laughs> <laughs> You were you're talking still, about how you you were talking about how you value the relationships even when you were the different. I do and I and always in the back of my mind even when they were babies and toddlers and children and teenagers like I tried to talk to them in a way that would be respectful so that we could come out of those ugly years if you will and into young adults and I feel like I I don't know I feel like we did it I feel like we did it. And yeah. by the way, you're still not sitting at my desk. Yeah. All right. My bad. <laughs> it's so, so as you can that... see, we have not done it. No, I'm kidding. We have. <laughs> um, it's um, interesting to hear the other side of things because, Nick, you and I have talked on here about we've moved home after college and it's a different type of relationship with our parents because we're no longer, you know, in, in the high school stage of, of maybe needing that handholding and we're, we're more kind of emerging into adulthood and trying to figure out our lives and it's i've never really talked with you mom about that well we talked a little bit about this but it's nice hearing your perspective on how okay justin's moved back now so it's we have to adjust to you know it's not necessarily parenting but guiding like you said mm -hmm. i don't know if you felt the same way nick and mrs jablazi but I, I think it's interesting to hear the other side of this yeah i do too and i do agree i i agree with what both of our moms said there i feel similarly um this is one of my favorite questions out of the whole thing. I'll let my mom answer it, and then I'll answer it correctly for her. Um, do do moms have favorites? Absolutely not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just Absolutely love teasing her about not. this. My whole life, I've teased her about this, saying that Jordan's the favorite child. Um, and Jordan loves this. Jordan like eggs it on. She because she just. <laughs> um, I will say this. Let me add this. So it changes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> depending. I'm sure. No. <laughs> When Nick, hey, that was my answer. I know. Was that your answer? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Depending when, on the stage of life. When Nick was younger, um, he would say to me, like, Jordan's your favorite. And I got so sick of hearing it that one day I said, you're right. No, I said, no, she's not my favorite, but I do like her better. <laughs> and it's, it finally shut him up. Sorry to say it that way. But no, absolutely not. I do not have a favorite. And so next week will be the trauma episode. No. Um, and, um, I want to hear Mrs. Dew's answer. I'm very. Well, I think that's a loaded question, first of all. Oh, it very much is. <laughs> but right. I'll take it. So I, I, don't, I don't have a favorite. I love my three children the same and for different reasons because they're all really different people. And I love that because they all bring something really special to our home. But I will say on occasion, I might be leaning towards one or two over the other, depending on what's going on. I'm not going to lie. I love your honesty. I do, Ryan too. You can admit it. 
You're that Ryan and Ashley? I might be the favorite right now because I'm sitting next to Mom on a podcast. <laughs> but I'm also hearing it might not always be that way. No, it's definitely not always. <laughs> I think that's funny. I, I just put you on the spot. I thought that was appropriate. Um, Mrs. Gerazi, I don't know if Nick prepared you for this next one, but we asked you, I believe asked you to come prepared with a, a, a childhood story of of Nick, of of me. And so before we kind of start talking about like birth order traits and like, you know, oldest versus youngest types of things, because I think that would be an interesting conversation to hear your thoughts on that. I was wondering if you and Mrs. Gervasi, you can start with this one, if you had a childhood story of Nick that you wanted to share and bring to the podcast. The funny one. There's like a million of them. There's a million of them. I don't like even. You've know always been a clown, him. Nick, huh? What can I say? He's very funny. Um, I mean, what stage are we talking about? Any stage. Um, when he was maybe three years old, we would go to the park. Oh, and I know Nick, where this is going. Nick always did better speaking to adults and the pediatrician would say to me you know just get him around more kids he'll be fine and nick's vocabulary and his ability to speak was amazing at a very young age so i would have jordan in that little kangaroo pouch because she was still an infant and i would encourage nick to go up and play with this little boy or this little girl or ask them to go on the swings and he would try. He would give it the old college try. And he would come back to me. Now, mind you, I'd either be standing or sitting with other parents. And he would say something like, Mom, I tried to do what you asked me to do, but that three-year-old just cannot speak English well, and I just cannot understand his vocabulary. It's like, I have no clue what that kid just said, yeah. like, basically. Yeah. And the parents would look at three. me, and the expression on their face either said, you have a prodigy, or you have a freak on your hand. Like. <laughs> and it turned out to be both. Um, so, um, is that the one you thought I was going to say? Yeah, well, when you said park. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> That seems so you, too, for some reason. I don't, yes. Even though I didn't know you as a three-year-old, that just... Yes. I think Although, that part of you has morphed into your current personality. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although I can also see you being very articulate at a young age. Like, you just have... You're very, like, well-spoken. Was I? Mom? Yes. Articulate? Yes. Oh. You yeah. were talking full sentences. Yeah. Almost at, like, 15 months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me, too. Talking full sentences. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I was the three-year-old that couldn't speak English that Nick was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just hearing that. <laughs> this no. is the reunion episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's good. Awesome. Uh, Mom, do you have a childhood story for me that you want to share with the podcast? I or do. And similar to Nick's mom, there are a bunch of them. But one <laughs> that comes to mind that often comes up at many family parties is when oh, Justin, you, you know it too. Do I? Yes. No, I don't know yet. Don't so know. Justin was seven and his siblings were five and three. And my sisters and I, it was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary coming up. So we were looking at wedding venues and oh. I brought my three kids along because they always <laughs> came with me. I loved it. And um, Justin 
his whole life, and I think this continues into adulthood, is very curious. And we used to call him, like, Curious George, we would call him Curious Justin. And so this story kind of relates to that. So we are looking at a, a venue for our parents' anniversary party, and I will that venue will remain unnamed, and you'll know why at the end of this story. <laughs> so we are looking around. Legal reasons. Yes. So looking around, and I see Justin's wandering eye, and I'm thinking, what is he curious about now? So for a minute, we start talking to the planner, and I lose track of my kids on the grounds. I can see them. But I'm thinking, where is he going? And all of a sudden, I see Justin at seven and his five-year-old brother on a golf cart. And they're driving it. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And they're driving it. Yes. So my sisters and I start screaming. I'm holding Ashley's hand. Justin, stop driving that cart. Screaming at him. So he literally stops driving that cart, jumps out with his brother, and the golf cart goes into the pond. Down the hill. Into the pond. And I turn to look at the wedding, the the event planner, and I say, I am so sorry. I will pay for everything. (laughs) Needless to say, we did not have our event at that place. (laughs) Wow. Justin. I just want to say, in my defense, there was no key in in the golf cart, so it shouldn't have been able to move. But apparently, this one was like equipped with an emergency setting where if you flipped, there was the forward reverse and emergency. And it, when it's flipped into emergency, it still works when there's no key. So I I press the go, I press the the accelerator, and we started moving. And then my mom yelled at me, and then we were like, "Okay, stop driving." So we jumped out, and we didn't apply the parking brake, and so we just kept rolling. <laughs> Since when did the emergency button not mean stop? Like, yeah. when did that mean go? <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe it was, maybe it was the manufacturing error. Terrifying. No idea, but I did ask Justin, what made you think of doing that? I was just so curious how it worked, where it would go, how fast it would go. And there you have it, curious Justin. Curiosity hasn't killed the Justin yet, but the <laughs> I almost only, did. I'm only 22, so it almost did. That's awesome. <laughs> Justin, did you get in trouble? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Worth it. No regrets. <laughs> had, now, we're, now we're laughing, right? We're having to do the story. We're laughing. That's what you always yeah. say, right? Someday we'll laugh about this. And literally yeah. it comes up at almost every... Do you remember that? Justin it hasn't come up in a while. That's why I didn't know what you were saying. And I was like, That's oh boy. Hysterical. I know exactly That's a good one. <laughs> so I'm very interested in like sibling dynamics and like oldest, youngest. We don't have a middle, but you know, middle. Um you got you guys obviously do with Ryan. I meant like my mom. Hi Ryan, we love you. No, <laughs> um but so Justin did some research on, and you can you can um, yes. explain. You did research so, on sibling dynamics. So, well, by research I mean a quick Google search. Yes. You know, I was not. <laughs> but so I went. I found on Parents.com there was an article about birth order traits, and so it says your guide to sibling personality differences. And so we thought it'd be fun to talk about what traits, according to psychology. And, and, you know, developmental experts are usually 
found in firstborns uh, for our family, middle child, and then the youngest, the youngest. So, of course, since Nick and I are the oldest, we have to start with the firstborns. So, mm-hmm. according to this, according to this website, the firstborns are reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, and achievers. Simply by being a couple's first child, a firstborn will naturally be raised with a mixture of instinct and trial and error. We just heard a story of trial and error. (laughs) (laughs) This often causes parents to become by-the-book caregivers who are extremely attentive, stringent with rules, and overly neurotic about the minutiae. This, in turn, may cause the child to become a perfectionist, always striving to please their parents. Firstborns bask in their parents' presence, which may explain why they sometimes act like many adults. Nick, I think we just heard the story about that, too. They're also diligent and want to excel at everything they do. Firstborns tend to be overachievers. In addition to usually scoring higher on IQ tests and generally getting more education than their brothers and sisters, firstborns tend to outlearn their siblings. Finally, firstborns tend to be type A personalities who never cut themselves any slack. They often have an intense fear of failure, so nothing they accomplish feels good enough. That was a terrible way to end that section of this. <laughs> but, but I want to talk about that description of firstborns and, you know, that there's, I can add some, some resources in the description of this episode about where that came from, but let's let's just talk i feel like as a firstborn that feels pretty hauntingly accurate (laughs) i would agree i would agree with that for you You think so which which part do you feel like you can resonate with for i mean i feel like i can resonate with the perfectionist side type a personality Mm -hmm. what what do you think (laughs) i think so i i think you're hard on yourself for sure Mm -hmm. but I think that with the firstborn, you want to do everything right, and you are quite attentive, which Justin as also... As a parent or as, as, a, as parent, a child? As a parent. As a parent. But I would also say that Justin has another nickname, which is Prince Justin. If you will do it, I will let you. <laughs> and I think that comes from being the firstborn because we were so, we were so attentive. But I have to say, to shout out to my other two, that... We had three children because I wanted to be a certain type of parent for each of them. And I felt like three was the max that I could do and be that kind of parent. So I hope that I was just as attentive to the other ones. But Justin really does hold the reigning title of Prince Justin. If you do it, I will let you. (laughs) Sounds like laziness. I'm a little, well. No, it was just like learning to tie your shoe was when it kind of started. And you're Third grade. I finally learned in third grade. Me too. Me really? too. <laughs> Me too. I'm not even joking. I was There's so late to with this. this. Same with. Dr- I didn't want to drive for the longest time. Oh, I was, was quick because I'm on the younger side of my grade, so I wanted as soon as I could drive. I wanted. I got. I'm like middle the of the road. I'm not. Oh, I'm March, so. Right. Right. But. Yeah. What about, <laughs> what about you? Um. To your point, Lisa. When people would come visit us. We would literally open the door and say, this is Nick's world. Welcome to it. Um, (laughs) I love that. And Nick would have to perform concerts where you couldn't speak. And if you did, he would start the concert from the beginning. And my mother, God rest her soul, encouraged this. 
And finally, it got to the point where everyone would leave the room that he'd be singing in, except my mother. And you know, you couldn't applaud until he told you you he. That no, he I you just applaud. couldn't. I I would cry if people clapped. I didn't like that attention, and I really do believe that the reason I didn't like it was because I was no longer in control of the attention. Right, like when I was performing, when I someone was, would applaud afterwards. Yeah, I was controlling like you know people. I I was the I was the center of attention, but like. I had like control in my mind, but when people start applauding you, it's like singing happy birthday. Who likes being sang to or sung to happy birthday? It's like the worst, most awkward thing ever, and I just couldn't handle it. We would have... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please, you go ahead. Well, I had a story, a happy birthday story, which is sort of sidetracking, but it's It's kind of funny. So Justin and my youngest are, his youngest sister, Ashley. The orange from episode three. Nick, I got the episode number. Yes, good job. You did. (laughs) Well, they have the same birthday. And so I always felt bad for my middle son, Ryan, because I, you know, felt bad that they would have a birthday or family party on the same day. And I never wanted him to feel excluded or unimportant on that day. So by doing what I did, I've actually scarred him for life, I think. So (laughs) they would sing happy birthday. We'd have these big family parties and everyone would sing happy birthday to Ashley and then Justin. And then we would sing the dreaded song that Ryan has come to dread, for he's a jolly good fellow, to Ryan. That's so funny. And finally, I I don't remember, at some point he said, please stop doing that for me. I don't want you to sing that song. The funny part was we had little headbands that said happy birthday, and I had a red and blue one, and Ashley had a a pink and purple one. And again, because my mom didn't want my, in all good intentions, my brother to feel left out, my brother had a headband, but it was just hands on little springs that were above his head. <laughs> Green little hands on springs. That, like, That's so good. <laughs> and he'd sit in between us with his That's little awesome. hands. <laughs> That's I too good. I did have good intentions. He's going to tell his kids that story someday. That's great if, your, if he has kids. If to he your wants point, kids. Lisa, they don't come with manuals. Yes, thank you, Camille. <laughs> I think this is a great way to segue into talking about the middle child, which yes. is Ryan. <laughs> and so the same same article from parents.com says that middle children tend to be people pleasers, somewhat rebellious. They thrive on friendships, have a large social circle, and are peacemakers. Middleborns are go-with-the-flow types. Once a younger sibling arrives, they must learn how to constantly negotiate and compromise in order to, quote, fit in with everyone. Not surprisingly, middle kids score higher in agreeableness than both their older and younger siblings. I'm pretty stubborn, so I feel like that. I feel like that's that's true for Ryan, <laughs> because they often receive less attention at home. Middletons tend to forge stronger bonds with friends and be less tethered to their families than brothers and sisters. They're usually the first of their siblings to take a trip with another family or want to have a sleepover at a friend's house. So. I feel like there's some truth to, at least for our experience with Ryan, having those qualities, but then some of it, I feel like he doesn't necessarily fit into that description. I agree. And I also think that has to do with, there were two boys and then a girl. So Mm. he's almost in a sense, the younger boy. So I think that plays into some of the dynamics 
in a family as well, not just birth order. But I do think Ryan is easy going because he was in the middle. But I also think he has no problem following, which could be good and bad. And that it was good when you guys were younger and Justin was definitely the leader coming up with all the games and Ryan was <laughs> a sidekick right beside him going along with it and letting Justin create the silliest and funnest games and he would do all of them with him. So that was great. And when Ashley came along, she, came along, she was a girl. So that was just a really different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I always thought we'd have three boys because I just had so much fun with them. I'm sporty mm-hmm. and I love that they love to do sports with me. So I do agree. I think Ryan does fall into that category, but not so much as he does have, you know, special friends, but he's not as adventurous as you are to go off with other families and do that sort of thing. And I I really hope he doesn't move far away from home. Like all of you, Mama Bear (laughs) wants you close. (laughs) I feel like with Ryan, the peacemaker thing has come out more as he's like, as our, like my relationship with Ryan has grown as of late because i feel like there was a a good example of that is there was you know sometimes when families are together they they might have little uh, arguments right just verbal arguments or you know whatever and there was no no our family is perfect i'm talking about other families (laughs) (laughs) um and there was an instance recently where that happened and ryan would text in the siblings group chat that we have myself and Ashley and he was like telling us what we should do in order to prevent there to be any more fighting today and this was just the recently when they were when they were home from from school just on a quick little you know vacation or for a weekend and I don't know I I, I'm stubborn and so I was like I wanted to stick on my side of the argument and Ashley was just like you know didn't really have a have a stake in the argument but I was like I want like my thing and Ryan was just like no like do this to just make everybody happy and then we can just move on and move forward. I don't know if that's... And I think that's a big part of his personality. He likes to keep the peace. He does, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's where I kind of resonate with this this description. People pleasers, somewhat rebellious, thrive on friendships, have a large social circle, and peacemaker. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. The youngest, Jordan and Ashley in our families. The youngest are characterized as fun-loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, outgoing, attention-seeking, and self-centered, which I think is like, that's an intense description. Uh, let, me, let me go on, though. Youngest children tend to be the most free-spirited due to their parents' increasingly laissez-faire attitude towards parenting the second or third or fourth or fifth time around. Lastborns generally aren't the strongest or the smartest in the room, so they develop their own ways of winning attention. They're natural charmers with an outgoing social personality. Lastborns also learn to use their role as the baby to manipulate others in order to get their way. They're the least likely to be disciplined. Youngests are known for feeling that nothing I do is important. Therefore, none of their accomplishments seem original. Their siblings have already learned to talk, read, and ride a bike. So parents react with less spontaneous joy at their accomplishments and may even wonder... Why can't he catch on? He or she catch on faster. I felt that was like a very harsh, intense description of youngest last. I want. What do you think? Yeah, I want to say, was that an oldest sibling or a youngest that wrote that? I'm curious. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or a middle. <laughs> Sorry, I just That's fell a over. Good question, Nick. Yeah, I know. Who's the author? Who is me? <laughs> uh, you... I feel like Jordan's personality 
uh, given the descriptions you just gave of second and and last born or whatever, second born, and uh, she fits more like a second child. Middle, yeah, yeah. Oh, middle child, absolutely, absolutely. The peacemaker um, has a really strong group of friends. Like, I, I there is like next to nothing um, that I would say fits her personality as the youngest. Okay, and now I'll I'll amend that for her. Um, she does get away with a lot. Um, she does not. She gets away with a lot, and um, no, she doesn't actually get away with a lot. But she definitely uses her. Nick, I I don't know. She just like like she'll be like Nick. I'm helping mom send this text. Like, can you take Abby out? I'm like, really? She just did that. <laughs> Is that I'm the helping... worst thing your sister does? I'm helping your mom send no. text. No, no. she has adored you since she was. Born. And this is where she gets, you know, defended. This is the part that you know, the, the, the <laughs> we were just talking about. Where she's the favorite? Is that what Used to bite me. Um, <laughs> and somehow it was still my fault. I'm not going to lie to you. That's um, not true. That is not true. She was. I would get a sling. Me. I would get a sling because I was dramatic. My mom would take a scarf or whatever and make a sling for my, nothing. She bit my arm like I wasn't, it wasn't broken. She'd also have a sling. I didn't bite back. <laughs> so who's the favorite here? Meanwhile, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I mean, thank she's you, copying Justin. You. So what is thank it? You. So what my does sister it mean copied go... my birthday? Okay, so yeah, <laughs> true, true. But you got to name her. This is true. I did name Ashley. Aww. Oh, what were you gonna say, Nick? I was gonna rest my case. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious. I'm curious what your mom has to say about the description. Well, I'd say in this house we say Ashley's in Ashley's world. And that means a lot of different things. But when she was younger, I would say her both her brothers really took care of her and brought her along everywhere. So much so that when she was two, she was not really talking. And I was getting very concerned. And so we had an early intervention come in, and they just wanted to observe a family. And when Before she oh, goes on, to the point where we would yell at her face to see if she would respond because we thought she might be deaf. So, like, before we brought up in the doctor, I like my. I mean, I don't remember specifically, but I remember you telling the story at like family parties and stuff, and my cousins be like, "Yeah, we were like screaming in her face, Ashley, can you hear us?" Like, okay, and it turns out she had a really bad head cold. She was only six months old, <laughs> and she couldn't hear because her ears were completely blocked. So okay, that's fine. really what happened. <laughs> but right, so fast on. forward, and she's two around two and she really didn't have many words at all but i knew she understood everything but we had early intervention came in and before they left and they gave us the summary of their visit and they said she doesn't need to talk her brothers do everything for her she points there they get it they say she wants juice mom and they were speaking for her so i didn't even pick up on that so i had to realize that's so great that you care so much about your sister but we need her to talk so uh that they would take her even to that so, extent that is so interesting now we fast forward to when they're older and uh my middle guy ryan was a hockey player and they, he would stick Ashley in all of his hockey pads and put it in front of the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> they would just shoot pucks at her. <laughs> and she would do that. He took your advice to it. heart. <laughs> She's a tough cookie. And I have to say, I don't worry about her in that regard because she is, she's tough because of her brothers. 
And because she's also tough emotionally and she has trouble sharing her emotions and saying sorry, just saying. We got her a sorry button. We have a sorry button. Like we have an a easy sorry button. button. Like an easy button, but it says sorry. <laughs> she couldn't say sorry because she's so tough having two older brothers. So it's a blessing That's and a bad. curse. That's my bad. But as far as being the youngest, she was, I guess, not really with me, but the boys used to tease her that, oh my gosh, dad just treats you like a princess. You get everything you want. But I don't think mm. you guys did that really with me. But she definitely played the daddy card. Yeah, she Pretty did. Good. Daddy's little girl. Until she, she got to high school. And then, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough stage. Let's just Did Jordan do that? Do? She does. No, she uh. does. <laughs> Jordan is not tough. Um, oh, my she God. Only, she only responds to warm and fuzzy. She wears her heart on her sleeve. Um, I worry about her because everybody that meets her says she is literally the nicest person i know and i worry that you know people will take take advantage of that um there's one person that doesn't say that i'm not gonna lie <laughs> well of course um i will say my children are very competitive with each other um and that's where that stems from but yeah no no i would not describe jordan that way at all interesting the part that the only part really that i resonated with for the the last born youngest child for ashley is definitely the the natural charm with an outgoing social social personality i agree she she is she can get along with anyone really like she is she's like a she's a social butterfly but really a social chameleon because she can she can <laughs> any group i feel like she can relate to some way shape or form and she's very good at social media i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but she i feel like on social media you have to especially with tiktoks with like the dance oh, she does yeah. a lot of the dance crazes or i don't know what you mm. call them fads or whatever they are and she she gets a lot of likes as she said on her episode she's she very did. good at that i don't know if you want to add anything mom she is she's that. a very spirited animated person and she just adds some funny to our home when she's here with her I don't know her funny sayings and her dances <laughs> she, she's very is very funny like part of Ashley's world uh, yeah part of Ashley's world sure so we prepared a series of rapid fire questions that we're all gonna answer about so like I'll answer it about you you answer it about me okay question one what is something I say a lot and these H. are rapid fire H. True. Oh, resonate. resonate. Resonate? <laughs> That's a good one. Nick, what does your mom say a lot? Oh, I know. See, it's not falling asleep. <laughs> it's staying asleep. That She says that every... Because, like, she's always talking about how she has problems sleeping. It's like, but see, it's not falling asleep. It's staying asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's going on her tombstone, like, on the back. It's not... Dying, it's staying dead. No, because <laughs> she's gonna haunt me. Um, oh yes, I will. Um, so this, that this is yeah. a hard one for me to answer because I feel like you have certain things that that come and go. Like most recently, I won't give context, but little Debbie is something that you've said a lot because I brought that up. I'm not gonna give you any context no. on air, no, or maybe even off air, but. That's <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> I think I might know, we'll but maybe I don't. We'll meet for dinner. You can tell us then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Plan. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Yeah. But that's... I'm trying to think of, like... 
whenever whenever you I say something that I I want to garner reaction from you, you I really appreciate your oh my gosh. Like you say it like <laughs> that. You say that a lot. So I I'll, do say, I'll say that. that. A lot. How are you and I the same? I feel like we're the same in our extroversionist i feel like we were the same in our kind of our type a personalized our organization and, <laughs> and how we interact with our friends and and how, i feel like our interactions with our pe- uh, friends and our family are very very similar i agree Good my response. mom concurs okay <laughs> <laughs> i would say that we do not change our mind easily like it's very difficult to ch- once once i once we have an idea in our head it rarely changes um which can be you know good and bad and also i would say our like work ethic for sure what would you say i would just add our sense of humor yeah <laughs> you hesitated <laughs> i hesitated I just add our love of tennis i love tennis too mm. and pickleball and pickleball and pickleball racket sports racket sports and to to um answer when you said i hesitated yeah um, <laughs> That's not true. All we right. have the same sense. She of finds me funny. Um, <laughs> do you want to ask the next one? Sure. How are you and I different? Um, I think that I'm more open to certain things. I think I definitely challenge you. Yeah. In some ways, even I like agree. socially. I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, do you want me to answer it? Yeah. I was going to keep it more like you're very much off the cuff and I'm very, Mm. and I know like whatever, but, um, I'm very structured. Like you leave a room, you turn the light off, you, you know, you're going to grab the dirty clothes, you grab them from everybody's room and you don't scrape them down the stairs, you know, like, I don't know why that comes to mind, but my bad i feel like um, in our family that's you <laughs> yeah. turn the light i leave them i'm notorious for putting the light on in a room <laughs> that drives me what do bonkers. i say justin are you done in here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he says oh did i leave the light on again yes. <laughs> i love that um i um, have an answer to this i ahead. think that you sometimes tend to be a procrastinator and I am not at all. I got to get it done right away. Yeah. And if it's a really big thing that's weighing on you, I feel like, and you always get it done, but you yeah. might let it fester and I can't yeah. stand the cloud. So I have to just get it done. Same here. I would say that the same for us. I Justin looks I like he's in deep thought. No, I, well, cause I had an answer and then it left me. What makes me super happy? Organizing something. If you're planning an event for someone yes. else, you yes. love to do that. I love event planning. You you like doing that I too, do. though. I do. Wow. I, but I, you are so excited when you're planning a trip or an itinerary for the day. or <laughs> You just love organizing things for other people. Yeah. Including yourself in that group. But you love it. makes you, I can just see it on your face. You're so happy. I would agree. And my answer for you is when it could be our immediate, it could be our extended, but when our family is together. Love. And we're all, get, obviously, when we're all getting along, it's maybe happier, but whenever our family's together, <laughs> I, it Love. makes you super happy. Yep. Totally agree. Throwing it to you, the Gervasis. Mm-hmm. What makes me super happy? 
I think you love um, personalized attention. Like when it's one-on-one, either it be you and I or you and dad. I do. You thrive on that. I do. Um, another thing that makes you super happy is Lady Gaga. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the one that's nice like, I'm so happy. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Swish. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I agree with both of those. For you, I would say um, when Jordan and I are, what, like, when you see Jordan and I being genuinely kind to each other, which is, you know. Yep. You nailed that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick, this is you. All right. What makes me sad? Oh. Everything else. No. Pretty much everything <laughs> else. Um, sad boy hours? Yeah. I, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, I think probably your OCD. I was going to say, my mental illness. Um, anyways, uh, what makes you sad um, when... This is easy. Yeah, I was just going to say when... when 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 oh yeah she says when 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 either of her kids are sad my what i think they're going to put on my tombstone is you're only as happy as your most miserable child yes i agree so yeah do you want to go first or me i think you because i'm not sure okay I think what makes you sad is kind of the opposite of what makes you super happy, but it's when the family is not getting along. Agreed. Because when, even if it's just, like, if I'm not getting along with Dad or Ryan's not getting along with Ashley and, or any combination of that, then you, you put the stress on you because I think sometimes as the matriarch of our family, you feel like it's your job to make sure that everyone's getting along. And so I, I, it's, not, it's not uncommon that if we're all not getting along, I'll see you get kind of worked up and stressed because you feel like it's your job to make to sure that we're it. all getting along to fix mm-hmm. it, which mm-hmm. that's another way we're similar is because I feel like we're, we have fix-it personalities, which is better or for worse, but I think that's my answer for you. I agree. That's fair. And for you, I actually thought it was change. Change makes me very sad. <laughs> that's like a... when you came back from Loyola after graduating, you were sad. Yeah. When sometimes when you come back from vacation, you're sad. Wait. Wait a minute, I'm sensing a theme here. Is it home? No, no. just kidding. <laughs> what is my favorite thing to do? You like being active. You don't like, even though you, you know, I guess for the phrase, or like a homemaker or stay-at-home mom, you're never home. Like, you're always doing things. <laughs> you're always doing things. And, you know, I've, as, I've, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize, you know, you're very good. Mrs. Gervasi talked about having structure. Like, you're very good at, being able to structure things for your life. Like you have New Life, which we both do work for, and you have your tennis friends, and you have you all these different groups of friends too, and you make sure to get lunches with people. And so I think, what was the question? What's my favorite thing to do? I think just staying active, whether that be in the exercise sense or just schedule-wise. Agreed. Staying active. Agreed. What do you think for me? Your favorite thing to do, I think, is being with your people. That's and just answer. having a really good conversation with your people. Yes, I think that's a very good answer. Very accurate. Fist bump. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not getting a fist bump for my answer. I, I would say that uh, Here it comes. my In mom's. Five, no, four, no, no. I was going to say either sleep or <laughs> do one. Or, or shop. She loves going shopping. I disagree with both. Be on the beach. Go Wait, on vacation. Camille, if it makes you feel any better, I love both of those things. Thank you, Lisa. I knew I liked you from the start. I love to laugh. 
I love to laugh. Okay, Make but me I've laugh never... when we're Good. best friends. Okay, so what's my favorite thing to do? <laughs> Lady Gaga. But like I don't. <laughs> Um, the, the, yeah, I didn't know how to say that. I don't like. You all know where I was. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. we do. I know. Um, I was gonna say going to the dinner and a movies with my friends is like the one of my favorite things to do. Like, Justin, I, Justin, I don't know if we've ever gone to a movie. No, we have, we have, but we go to dinner. That's like one of the things that we do a lot with our friend group or like lunch or whatever, and it's just one of my favorite things to do. Also, make people laugh. I love making people laugh. Like. If if you laugh at something I said, I'm like, you're definitely your mom's son then, because one of her favorite things to do is laugh, mm-hmm. and you like making people laugh. So there yeah, you go. and it's lost on both my dad and my sister, who like don't find me funny. So <laughs> that's not true. That is not no, true. It is. They find him funny. No, Jordan does. Dad does. He kind just, of. We've both been like. Dad's just more of like a. It takes a lot to make him burst out laughing, but he's like. That was funny. Yeah, no, literally, like, very good. (laughs) Very good. How do I annoy you? That's a loaded question. How do I answer it? No, how do I annoy you? I'm asking you. you. (laughs) Oh, how how does my mom annoy me? She has a real passion for giving me chores when I walk in the door. Like, can you do this? Can you do... She has a real... It really... Lisa, in my defense, and you will understand this... Since he was little, whenever Nick would misbehave, yelling at him didn't work. Putting him in a corner didn't work. Punishing him to his room didn't work. Give him a chore. He was a perfect angel. So you roll with it. So I'm 24 now, and I'm just angelic all the time now. And he still gets chores. Nick, I was going to say, I can't wait till you come over next. Oh, <laughs> um, I was vacuuming Elizabeth and Elizabeth's mom's house when I was in Florida. I mean, it's the least I could do, but I was vacuuming her house. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, I do like to vacuum. That's one, one thing you should know about me. I, I like a nice vacuum. Do you want to ask me the question? Yeah. What do I do to annoy you? When I have to tell him 52 times to do something... And then it has to come down to, like, a threat. Like, okay, you don't need these sneakers. I'm throwing them away. You know? So, yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> Nick just showed us his shoe. <laughs> I handed it to Claire at the movie theater. I took my shoes off, and I was like, here, can you hold this for a second? <laughs> I was trying to get her attention. They're very clean, I will say. These are – look at how clean these are. Stop waving them around. I think my answer for you is – well, the first one's going to sound cliché. The uh the first one is you care to, like very much as my mother I was gonna say too much you can't care too much but sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm going through something serious I just want to process it first and then I'm ready to share I'll share but I think just you and dad being my my parents just like you can tell with my body language when something's up it's like what's going on you okay how's it going how's Nick how and then go through my list of friends it's like how's Nick how's Dan how's you know and just go <laughs> go like. <laughs> Try and figure out what it is without me saying it, but sometimes I need to process it first. In my defense, I think I've gotten better at that. You have now gotten I'll better. Say, now that we live you're... together, yeah. I mean, that helps. Now I'll say when you're ready to talk, if something's bothering you, let yes. me know. The second thing is I get very... Well, the second thing is I get very... <laughs> <laughs> I get very much into my, like, TV shows, like, watching TV. Like, I know there's been studies about, like, if you're going to watch netflix or something to to calm down or to rest or decompress it's not really decompressing but something that i really like doing something i enjoy doing is watching tv shows and i get really into my tv shows 
and my parents, not just you, I'll put dad under the bus too, have a terrible habit of having conversation with me as I'm watching my show. And she'll be yelling from the kitchen and I'm in the living room and I'm like, I just, and I'll pause it and then I'll respond. And then I'll, you probably couldn't hear that because I was facing away. I'll pause it, then I'll respond and then I'll play it. And then another question and then I'll pause it again. And I'm like, come on. He's right. I apologize. How do I annoy you? You annoy me by leaving lights on. Every room, oh, every room, every room you go to, there's a light on, and then you so leave. annoying. There are three lights on in this room right now, and they'll probably all stay. On. <laughs> That's not that. too bad. That's not too bad. No, hopefully you didn't feel like mine were that bad. No, either. no, all good. All right, last question. Um, if you, if I were to become famous, what would it be for? Am I answering that? Yeah. Your sense of humor. Hands down. Sense of humor. <laughs> I do feel like on this show, I, I try and, like, I try and add, like, shock value to this show, and then I feel, because I'm like, Justin's grandparents listen to this, and I'm, like, <laughs> out here saying, but then we had episode 12, and I felt much better. I'm not going to lie. Um, Justin, you know which one that is. Do you want to say it for us? My mom yeah, just said the four Fs. She your knows mom, which yeah, I know. one it is. Yeah, that made me feel <laughs> better. Why did you erase I, that from my brain, Nick? <laughs> Nick, you keep was, bringing it up. I, it's the bases. No, I wasn't me, and it was... I'm, okay. I'm kidding. I encouraged it, and I bring it up a lot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, But, I, but I, I, I just want to apologize to all of our listeners that, are, that know me in person and are adults. I'm very respectful in person. Not so much on this show. Nick, what would um, your mom be famous for? Yeah, yeah, what, what would you be fa- Oh, no, no. <laughs> you you, you answer. Me. What would I be famous for? Okay, she said your humor. What would I be famous for? Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I mean, like, I'm, I'm now answering I know, for I'm her. I'm sorry. We should start again. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. That's all right. You would be famous for... If you say my meatloaf, I'll kill you. It's so good. It is so good. So good. <laughs> I know, I'm going to have to try it because I'm a big... He loves yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's really good. I'll it's, make it for you, Justin. It's so really good for dinner. Um, I would say for some reason, I would say you're like you're very good with like correspondence in terms of email. I know that sounds really dumb. No, I swear to God, her coworkers like look to She's, her. Mrs. Dravaz just gave Nick a, a, a look of disgust. <laughs> yeah, she did. I'm I'm so you serious. Saw that, she no, she has a group chat with the the two women that she works closely with at work, and they like really rely on you for like the communication. You're very good with like just what you want to say, I guess. And then when you're not, you ask me. But no, I'm serious. Okay, I I think I need a different answer. Apparently, the way I'm. <laughs> Um, Should I jump in and <laughs> go to go to mine? <laughs> no, you know, I, I I would genuinely say that you're very good with like words and and also like adv- like I only go. Couldn't to- it be because I'm compassionate? Yes, I feel like I have to pull it out of you. I said that she was my favorite <laughs> I know, person. I know in the how world. to write an email. I said she was my favorite person on this earth at the beginning of this episode. I thought I had checked off the box. Let the record show. Um, Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I had to pull that out of you. That's not what you think at all. Okay. I'm a good email writer. (laughs) Correspondence. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I was going to say that about my mom. No, (laughs) No, you weren't. (laughs) Do you want to answer first or do you want me to go? I'll answer. Okay, the question 
you became famous, what would it be for? The Point of Do podcast. Thank you. For that one, I'm just going to let that, that, that be known. <laughs> Appreciate that one. For all right, for you, two options. One, you'd either be the next Marie Kondo, who's the person on Netflix that's like getting neat with Marie Kondo. You know, my mom's very good. <laughs> I'm good at organizing events. My mom's very good at organizing. She's very good at finding places for things that sh- like shouldn't like don't have places. Like just a you know like your random thing you have like your random stuff drawer. My mom doesn't have any random stuff. There are, there are, there's a place for everything, and it's unbelievable how, how she's able to do that. The second thing I was I would say, if, if not that, is you've since since I've been alive, you've been very, uh, for better or for worse, good at medical research and like being able to like understand what someone is going through, whether it be a friend or a family member. And I think you would be really good at being. I think you would win an award of some kind for if someone's going through like a difficult medical situation and they don't really have an answer about a diagnosis or something like that, you'd be very good at listening to them, understanding what they're experiencing, and then being able to, obviously you don't have a medical degree, but like talking to people and figuring out what is, what is, what is going on here and helping them get answers. I appreciate that because I actually like doing that, making phone calls, talking to doctors and understanding that. I think if I had to do things over again, I might have actually gone into the medical field. So I'm really glad that I might have two kids that are. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Justin. Of course. What a wonderful answer. No, no. He gave me two. He gave me two great ideas. At first, like, um, uh, no, uh, honestly, every she's a pharmacist. Every backpedal. Everybody calls her and's like, "What can I take this? Can I take?" People ask me, "Hey, can you ask your mom if I can take this?" She's like very good with medicine and knowing like different remedies for different illnesses. That there you go. I like that's that one is genuine. It's from the heart, and which I can no longer feel because I've been sitting for ninety <laughs> minutes. Um, Numbness has gone from your toes all the way up to now your heart. Yep. <laughs> And apparently it's affecting your brain. Uh, that, was episode, <laughs> that started happening on episode one. Um, all right, so we got the 50-minute warning 25 minutes ago, so should we yeah. close this out? <laughs> we should, but before we do, though, I just want to say we always thank our guests for being on this podcast, but, Mom, I want to say how grateful I am that you were on here. A couple things I want to share. One of the reasons I'm really grateful for is you said – in the episode that you want to have three kids because you want to be a particular type of parent or have a different type of parenting style for all three all of your kids and you felt like three was kind of the max number you were able to an example of that is when we were younger all myself my brother my sister we all had a song and my song was you are my sunshine and so when we were going to bed my mom would sing that song and my brother's was twinkle twinkle and my sister's changed i don't know what it was mary had a little lamb and then my sister said nah i want something else and so then she would change her own song um my sister i guess outgoing social personality but that's i think a great example of the type of mom you are and you continue to be every single day so and your ability to empathize and you know we have this this uh acronym har which one of your friends came up with it's um you, sh- my parents strive to be har parents which stand for hip and relatable and i feel like you've accomplished Aww. that so, oh, that's so thanks nice. for thanks for being thank here you. on this episode and thanks for wow. being my mom <laughs> so sweet thank you thanks, thanks a lot asking.
Justin, there's a tough tough act to follow. So if you see my Facebook page, I made a video two years ago for my mom. No, Um, no, I would say that I am grateful for my mom because I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than what I said before is she is literally the anchor that keeps me like afloat or alive. I don't even know, like just in like a, you know. Uh, support but also just like in raising me for 24 years like that's a lot you know like and you I, I don't I don't think we think about the time period as as I mean you might you've been thinking about it for 24 years but like you take it for granted so much when you're a kid it's just like oh they're your parents they have to but not everybody has that parent that you know is supportive and you know nurturing and kind and you can still go to and I'm also Justin and I have both said this, very grateful that I still get to live here and feel that, like, guidance and parenting. Cause Absolutely. a lot of people don't have that, so I'm very grateful for that. And if you don't like that answer, listeners, go to my Facebook. Like I said, I made a very nice video for her two Mother's Days ago. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank you. That was very you, nice, Nick. And it made her cry, which we love. We, we don't love when she cries. I mean, like, we love when she cries happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, for, you forgot our song, your song. Oh, yeah, our song. So our song is Your Song by Elton John. Um, I don't know why you picked it, and it's just our song, and that's what we're going to dance to at my wedding. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Very nice. I've loved this episode. I hope. Me too. It was kind of, it's got to be a lengthy one, but I don't care. My (laughs) my sincerest apologies. If our audience does, well, there's other podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now you're not going to become famous. I know. Well, I know. (laughs) You can manifest it. Stick with it, Mom. Would you like to take us home with our outro with with Mrs. Gravazzi? Sure, I'll do my best. Okay. My son is Justin Du, and my son is Nick Gervasi. You can reach them at their email pointofdewpodcast at gmail dot com, or by sending them a voice message on their website anchor fm backslash pointofdew. Follow them on Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, and Facebook at pointofdewpodcast and Twitter. At point of do. If you enjoy their show, give them a rating or a review in the Apple Podcast Store or share it with a friend or family member. We'd all really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. If you don't do this, Mama Bear will come and find you. As always, we hope you have a wonderful week and thank you for listening. Until next time, H. I just wanted to hear them say H, to be honest. <laughs> we did such a good job, you guys. I'm just going to pat us all on the back right now.